Hello and welcome back to Pacific Point of View. I'm Tyler Budge. And I'm Colt Almodova. And another day with no Hayden Weber. I mean, the, the days just keep adding up, Colt. I mean, sooner or later, we're going to have to take some action. <laughs> I mean, Hayden, that's a lot of PTO you're using in the first month uh, of this new belly up sports contract. So I don't know how you're able to pull this off, but <laughs> I guess Canada must be fun right now. Well, well, yeah, we'll just have to make an exception for Hayden. I mean, he was here for a whole year before you were, so True. He's, he's, he's got some PTO racked up, let's be real. I used all of mine. <laughs> Cole, Cole used a lot of PTO for that first little bit, um, but pretty exciting show uh, we got today. I'm stoked. Colt, Colt is literally <laughs> leaping with joy. Um, hey, you should turn the camera a little bit so you can see your head. Okay. All right. There we go. Um, that's for our live people looking through through video right now. But let's go ahead and th- get things started uh, with our Wheaties. Oh. Yeah, sounds going to be a little weird today at certain points. Uh, the Mega Seg is absolutely blowing up the today. What? <laughs> the uh, For those of you who don't know, the Mega Seg uh, is just the radio. That's just our radio station. So... Um, let's get to Wheaties. Uh, what is the greatest food combo? But I'm going to go with fish and rice. I just think this is very versatile. You can do poke bowls. You can do sushi. You could do just regular fish on rice. I just feel like the flavors mesh. No, I agree. Uh, that's very underrated. Fish and rice, chicken and rice, any meat and rice, uh, fruit and chocolate, Mm. I think is very underrated. Chocolate by itself, I've never been that crazy of a fan about, but... You get some fruit on there, fruit. I just feel like it complements chocolate, strawberries, any a chocolate fountain dip in any sort of fruit. Banana, in there. banana. Oh, chocolate covered banana, like a frozen <laughs> chocolate covered banana. Um, ketchup and fries. Okay. Pretty goaded. Okay. Pretty goaded. You get the right fries and the right ketchup. Do okay. you put some pepper in your ketchup? Have you heard of this? I've 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 seen it, but I don't believe in it. Okay. It's very good. It's kind of weird. Because you just see some people like just dumping pepper in there. It's like, what are you doing? But when you try it, it's like, eh, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, got it. we got a plethora of people um, in the chat right now. Uh, we've got basically the entire Williamson Splitter gang that I was just having dinner with. We got Hayden. Hayden just said sushi. But I don't know what the, the combo is out of that. He's just saying... Sushi. <laughs> or I guess he's saying that's the rice, the fish and rice is in form Come of up with something unique, Hayden. Um, Rally Smith says grilled cheese tomato soup. Another starch with another that's essentially the same thing. That was your like go-to last year. I feel like we'd I'd wake up and you'd be eating tomato soup with grilled cheese a lot. Really? Yes. You feel that way. I do feel that Interesting. way. Interesting. I had to throw one out there that was also um less mainstream. Uh pickles and cheese. Pickles and cheddar cheese. I I have it's a it's a good snack. I'll just say that. But it has to be the spear pickles. It can't be a slice. The only time I've ever had pickles and cheese together is a burger. So it makes sense, though, right? It makes sense. Exactly. But I, having just those two things on the side? I don't know. It yeah, feels a I little mean, weird. It, it is a little strange, but it's, you know, I had to throw one that was n- unconventional. We got some, some spaghetti. Madeline just says spaghetti, so I assume pasta and pasta Noodles. sauce. Um, <laughs> but let's get to our Fruit Loops. What is the worst food combo you can think of? I'm going to start off pineapples and pizza. I've never had it. Should not have Should it. Should not have not a Hawaiian, then. That's Hawaiian. It's not real. It's wow. not real Hawaiian stuff. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah, gross. I'm going to go, might be a little controversial, but 
traditional breakfast biscuits and gravy. This is what? something that I just didn't grow up on. Are you kidding me? We I grew up on rice, and the only time I had gravy, it was brown gravy, and the biscuits are good by itself. But man, That's I'm just a not take, a man. fan of that particular gravy. The biscuit is good, but it just feels weird to me. That's a cold take. That is biscuits and gravy is great. I'm gonna say ketchup with a, a number of things. Ketchup is overused. That's why I put ketchup with fries. That's the dynamic duo. That's the that's the uh, the Kyrie and LeBron. Mm. But you try to take ketchup, aka Kyrie, put it with the wrong thing. You try to put it with some eggs, you know, Luca. It's not gonna work out. You try to put it with <laughs> waffles. Ketchup and waffles. I've, I've, I don't know. I was just looking up a weird thing. My grandpa used to eat ketchup with ice cream. Come on, man. Uh, Hayden, doubling down on your biscuits and gravy take being terrible. Freezing cold take, he says. So I just didn't grow up in the states. It's just not something we do back home. Yeah, I mean, so you admit Hawaii is not the states. Yeah, we okay. can have the island back if you want to give it back. There's been, I feel like there's been a lot of change to the cult canon recently you know there's just been i'm just you don't, very excited you don't even like the little guy anymore no. hawaii is not a state i'm an like, adult now tyler yeah <laughs> I, it's just i mean it's good it's good to have change i guess you know have an arc um but let's let's give the big picture why not uh, college cool. basketball has been taking the sports world by storm uh last season we had all blue bloods essentially in the yep. final four some people argue villanova wasn't one but duke north carolina kansas uh the only way it could have been more blue blood was Kentucky over right. Villanova. This year, FAU, San Diego State, Miami's Miami? Power Five, I guess, and UConn, which is probably the most blue blood of any of yeah. those schools because they've won a few titles, but still, none were even top three seeds. So now that we've experienced both, both back-to-back years, which of the two are you leaning towards? Which, which of the two do you prefer? I would prefer... A mix of both. But here's what I mean. In one semifinal, we got Duke versus Kentucky. The other semifinal, I want FAU versus Oral Roberts. Wow. So then in the natty, we get a guaranteed Cinderella versus a Goliath. We want that David-Goliath matchup. I think that's awesome. Well, actually, that's actually good. I, I said the same thing. I said you need a healthy mix. Healthy mix. If I was chose... You know, if a death ray was pointed at Mars or whatever, and I need to pick one or the other. Iguodala? At Mars. Martians would point it at Earth. I, I, whatever. Is it Iguodala? Not Iguodala. I would, I would pick, I would pick more parody because the chaos is fun. Okay. The chaos is fun. But you need a healthy mix. You need to have a villain. I don't know if you've noticed recently, Pixar and Disney, they've been doing this thing with their movies where they don't have a villain in the movies. Turning Red, Encanto, Strange World, Frozen 2, there were no villains. That's so soft. No villains That's in any soft. of those movies. So it is fun, the pillow fight we're getting in the Final Four, but there's no villain. There's no. There needs to be a big bad. I feel like part of me, and this might be a hot take, part of me wishes Bama was still hanging around over San Diego State. Bama FAU, that'd be awesome. A chance to slay the giant. Like, there's a part of me that wishes there was still a big dog. I agree with that. So, that's just that's just you know my take about it. But uh, would college football benefit from total parity, such as this? So, for example, let's say 12 team playoff in two years. You've got the group of five representative. You've got a what a 11 and two Tulane or something like that, or Boise State or Hawaii. And then you've got 12-seeded, four-loss LSU or whatever, who also makes a run. Do you think that college football would benefit from that total parity? Yes, I would want that same David versus Goliath thing in the 12-team playoff. But if you ask me what I want for this season in college football, yeah, I want four teams I've never heard of before. I want the absolute most 
oof Final Four that we can get wow. in college football because I feel like it needs it. I think Georgia and the Bamas and the Clemsons and the Ohio States, blah, it's ruining it. Give me complete chaos. Yeah, I mean, I I just don't. It's in the. It's not possible to have the same caliber of Cinderella in college football that yeah. you have in basketball. If it was a one seed versus a sixteen seed, so essentially the and it, Fairleigh Dickinson was not even the sixty eighth best team in the country. They were more like the two hundred and thirtieth, but they got the auto bid or whatever. Yeah. So if you pitted Bama against the 230th best college football team, that'd be like a, a lower FCS school. It would be a blowout. It would be a bloodbath because it's not basketball. You can't dribble around Zach Eddy. You have to run through Zach Eddy. True. Right? If True. Zach Eddy could truck the FDU players, that game would have been <laughs> over by the first half. <laughs> That's so fair. I just think the same level of parity can be achieved. My take with college football parity I just think it is something that has to happen from the root of the sport. It has to happen from recruiting and from programs building themselves. And I think that the parody I'm thinking of is just more powerhouses rising in different parts of the country. Mm. Cole, where did Bryce Young, what state did he come from? Do you know? I want to say California. He came from the state of California. Why is Alabama getting a generational prospect from California? That should not be happening. USC should be good enough. That creates parity. Bama's not getting the California guys. Texas should be taking over Texas, so Bama's not stealing their guys. That's more parity. Notre Dame's a contender. If we've got Bama, Georgia, USC, Texas, Oregon's a contender. Florida State's a contender. If we could get just like 12 to 15 teams all on that same tier that have built it over time and they're stealing each other's recruits, that's the kind of parity where like long term I'm thinking if we could just have like kind of a rotating door of teams that get into that mix, it'd be more fun than the current, what is it, three teams that plus one rando. Yes, yes. exactly. So th- that's the kind of parody I think about because I just feel like that's more realistic for our sport. I like that. Yeah, so. I'm in. All right, perfect. Yeah, and Hawaii can Hawaii can have Hawaii, Hawaii players. If Hawaii kept their guys, I mean, we'd have what a Heisman Trophy winner, a Tua, yeah. Manti. Yeah, no, Tua. He probably. I mean, his girlfriend. Like, we'd have a lot of good players. What was her name? Lene Kekua. Lene Kekua. It's not his fault. Anyways, I can see how it happens. <laughs> <laughs> we're going we're gonna to keep the scope in that Final Four because the Final Four, very, <laughs> we can't see how that happens. The Final Four has been, it's, it's been dominating the headlines, as we say. FAU, right? This program has actually done a, a kind of a lot more than you'd think with this Final Four run on top of some of the coaches they've had there recently. Lane Kiffin was a big name hire. He turned them around. The Lane train was rolling there. You had Willie Taggart. That ended up not working out, but that was a big name as well, especially at a certain point when he was getting Florida State and Oregon coaching jobs. And most recently, Tom Herman. So is FAU, is this the start of something for FAU? Yes, start. What's happening? I think, man, money can buy you some nice things. And I don't know where this money is coming from in Boca Raton, but they're lit. I mean, they're the Beach Boys. The fact that they've been able to generate these type of big-name hires and then also have the success now in hoops. I mean, right now, with the fact that they're going to the American, they might be able to retain their current college basketball coach. And even if he leaves for, a, I don't know, a a big job, um, they might be able to (laughs) buy a decent coach to fill in that spot. So I'm really stoked for FAU. And I think when we talk about the group of five now, especially with the American dying down a little bit with the, you know, Houston them leaving, I think they could be a powerhouse in the G5. FAU is a great example. Put your money where your mouth is. Yep. You want the program to succeed, you invest money, and it pays off. I, some good examples of other teams that have done that and it's shown, Liberty, yep. San Diego State, 
Coastal Carolina. Those are teams that have said, hey, we want to succeed, and so we're going to throw a ton of money at it and see where it gets us. San Diego State's also in the Final Four. Liberty's a team that they're rising up. They already made a conference now. They're, I think they're in the CUSA now, but Liberty was not even playing football like four years ago. Coastal Carolina shoots through the FCS already in the Sun Belt, so... Some good examples. What do you think the draw is, though? Like, why do you think Kiffin, Taggart, and Herman, if it's not money, if it's not all money, like, what's the draw to FAU? I, probably the Florida ties. Florida ties and just a like, – yeah, Florida ties. I mean, you, you're going you're gonna to get talented players from the state of Florida. Okay. That's just a good hub. And Georgia, you got Georgia and the Mississippi-Bama connection. Like, Kiffin probably used some of his Florida connections to – Sprout to Ole Miss. And they really like hiring from that region. The uh-huh. SEC does. You look at uh, Hugh Freeze and Liberty. Like, they notice. If he took the job at Colorado State, he's not getting calls from Mississippi. You know? That's true. So, there's that. And, I mean, you look at other schools. Cincinnati, Houston, UCF. All going to the Power Five from putting in that work. Throwing out that bread. Uh, <laughs> but, currently, we have a, uh, a college football playoff committee, Colt, that, that decides the college football playoff yep. for us. And the funniest part about it, what? no one once, not even once, called the Pacific Point of View phone, what's happens to me, my phone number, to <laughs> ask us what we thought about this committee. Yeah, it's my, it's your phone number and my credit card that's <laughs> yeah. associated yeah. with this whole operation. Yes, that purchase of $9.95, perfect. Um, $200? Send it right on yeah. in. Um, but... They never once consult us. So we have decided we are taking power right now. We're going to give the committee our demands. I don't, I don't, we're giving Whoa. the committee our demands <laughs> about who is replacing them. And if, if they don't answer this, we're gonna picking be con- our own committee. Yeah, we're making, we're making our own. So uh, the stipulations of the committee 13 members, uh, basically, uh, what is it? Six of them have to be representatives of each of the Power Five conferences and one Group of Five representative, which already is flawed in my opinion. But we're following their format. And then seven people that can be anything, literally anyone, anything. Literally it could be anyone. you. It could be me. It could be Wally the Wave. Um, and then name a board. So let's start with the boring ones. Uh, the ADs, representatives, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, let's just start at ACC. Okay. I actually got Mac Brown for this. I think he's got the oh. respect and the long tenure, and he's got some experience at Texas. So I'm gonna go Mac Brown. Um, I went ahead and with with Heather Like. Heather Like, she's the Pittsburgh athletic director. Um, Pittsburgh is just one of the only schools in the ACC that's trying. It feels like sometimes, and like outside of the Clemson and then kind of Florida State recently. Okay. Uh, so I'm just like, you know what? Like, she's going to be good in there. And then, like, also, she's not going to be at Clemson or Florida State. So when they're on the playoff chopping block, there's not going to be much bias there. So gotcha. let's go Big Ten. Big Ten. I've got uh, Gene Smith, the AD at Ohio State. He's been there for, like, okay. 18 years. He guy hired Urban Meyer, Ryan Day. Not too shabby. Yeah, uh, Barry Alvarez was a longtime coach for Wisconsin. He's yep. their athletic director. Gave him the nod. Get to the Big 12. We'll say it together, Colt. Three, two, one. Chris Del Conte. Actually, no. I got Danny White, the AD at UCF. Why? Okay, so he's coming in. From Florida? Bro, so this guy, though, I mean, he's hired Josh Heupel. He's taken UCF to New Heights, New Year's Six, the Big 12. And then while he was at Buffalo... This dude actually brought in Bobby Hurley and Nate Oates, the basketball coach wow. for Alabama. Wow. So clearly, Danny White knows what he's doing for a conference that doesn't know what they're doing right now. 
Okay, that's impressive. Um, I, I just did Chris Del Conte. He's a Texas AD, and you know why I did that. Um, so Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12. Pac-12, I'm going with Phil Knight. Okay. We're talking money. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. That's it. I just went with Rob Mullins, the Oregon Athletic Director, just because the Ducks seem to make decisions well. Um, and it helps with Phil Knight's in your corner. True, it does. Uh, that's that's true. He maybe get some Pac-12 teams in there. Uh, let's go with the SEC. Okay, this one's kind of weird because this technically isn't an SEC team, but I'll make up for it. Joe Castiglione, he's the AD at Oklahoma. This guy, oh, okay. Bob Stoops, Lincoln Riley, brought in Porter Moser from Loyola Chicago in basketball and got OU to the SEC, which is pretty damn impressive. This guy's been there for a while, knows what he's doing. Yeah, I was just thinking of a guy whose judgment I trusted. Uh, John Cohen, Mississippi State AD, he brought in mm. Mike Leach. Played college baseball as well, so he's got some, some ties to sports. I like a guy that's actually been down in the trenches playing oh. the game. So. You know, even though it's called baseball, not football, but but you get the the sentiment. Got to know how to run a program, man. And the finale of the boring ones, uh, the group of five guy. I have a Lisa Campos. She's the athletic director for the University of uh, Texas at San Antonio, UTSA. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Hawaii. She turned UT- UTSA in a pretty decent program of late, and yeah, she's kind of young, young mind. Yeah, uh, I said Rick Hart, SMUAD. Uh, program got resurrected, and he's done a good job of turning him around. So. How about that? Who's who's the current athletic director of Hawaii? Uh, David Matlin, but uh, he no longer will be the AD like this summer. So applications are still open. Applications are open. <laughs> okay, uh, but let's give the fun ones. All right, if you could assemble the next seven for your college football playoff committee, who would be in there? Should I just read my seven? Uh, just let's let's do one, and then I'll tell you if I have them or not. And then... okay, so I'm gonna go the head of my committee. Okay. Okay, he's gonna be the, our, our speaker, Gus Johnson. Great wow. voice, want to see him on television. And the guy watches, like, all the big-time games. Interesting. I actually don't have Gus Johnson on mine, believe it or not. I do not have him on the committee. Who you got? Uh, I wanna, Yeah, sure, I'll throw out one of mine. Heather Dinich. Mm. Heather Dinich, um, our token woman on the committee. Um, but she is actually really, she is very knowledgeable about the sport, actually. And, and she is one of, one of my more trusted uh, people, when it, especially when it comes to stuff from the South. And I wanted to mm. choose somebody from the South that wasn't Paul Feinbaum and just egregiously biased. Heather Dinich knows her SEC ball, but she's not skewed towards them, if that makes sense. Right. So I actually want to go the other way. I want to take a non-SEC representative and replace that with Nick Saban, who has the influence wow. and the power, and Paul Feinbaum, who is the voice you put of, both all, of, them. of all those Southern fans that are calling in. I mean, that's where a, a huge heart of college football is. Yeah, but I don't want that bias in the committee, especially the two of them. Can you imagine, though? This would be unreal. Yeah, I can. It would be awful. <laughs> I'm going to go Kirk Herbstreit as my other one. You have him? I got Pat McAfee. No Kirk Herbstreit. No, I got Pat McAfee. Kirk Herbstreit's busy, man. He's got Thursday night football. Can he focus on all this different football? See, he <laughs> kick him out of Thursday night football. I didn't want McAfee to be taken away from college game day. I think Kirk Herbstreit could go away from college game day, and it wouldn't hurt it too much. Because I feel, I feel like him and Corso was a great dynamic. Corso's kind of on the way out. Uh, both, both, <laughs> both in a life sense hey, hey, and hey, show hey. sense. Um, and McAfee, I feel like, doesn't need a guy like Herb Street there necessarily because Herb Street balanced off better with the old man energy. He was kind of like the discount McAfee back in the day. Not to disrespect Kirk Herb Street because he was great for a long mm. time on that show. So I would put him on my committee. 
I like the younger influence, though, of Pat McAfee and what he's able to do. But with... McAfee needs to be doing college game day. He can't be doing He'll both. He'll do both. No, he can't. That's, that'd be a conflict of interest. He wouldn't be able to be That's as my whole My whole thing is about conflict of uh, interest. David Pollock. I do not have Pollock. Really? Yeah. I love David Pollock's ball knowledge, so I'm putting him on mine. I love him, but um, now to some more controversial guys. I have Deion Sanders. Jesus. Cold. This is a guy. What are you Prime doing? time. Your committee would tank the sport. I just want chaos in there. Switch things up, and no better way to do it than Dion. I got two more that you're gonna love. I'd have Josh Pate in yeah, mind as well. I, I was I was thinking you're gonna do that. You love that guy. He's pretty knowledgeable about the sport and pretty entertaining to listen listen to. Um, my last two, I'm gonna go with Johnny Manziel. This is a guy that knows NIL. <laughs> you put he knows too many SEC guys in controversy. There. He doesn't care about the SEC. Yes, he does. He cares about money. And then I got Caleb Williams. And the reason why, I think what? every defending Heisman Trophy winner should get a spot. That's the incentive. That's ridiculous. Um, like what? Incentive to win Heisman? Yeah, like it's just part of the <laughs> perks. Like if you win Heisman, the following year you get a one-year tenure. You think it's an issue? People aren't incentivized enough to win no, Heisman? No, I just think it'd be lit if like that was – because you like a player influence. Cole, that'd Cole, be unreal. We, I'm going to make an Instagram post out of this, and you are about to get flamed. You're I think it'd be great. You know okay. how chaotic this would my, be my last, my last three. Was that your last couple? That was it. Okay, my last three. Bill Connolly, he's a numbers guy for ESPN. I want one nerd in there. An analytics guy that's just going to nerd out and know all I the weird the stuff. I uh, Reese Davis, he'd be my speaker. Reese Davis, he does the TV stuff. I think he has decent ball knowledge, and you can kind of sense it when he's mediating the college mm. football playoff sometimes. Like, you can sense the kind of tongue-in-cheek stuff he says. I think he just would be a good uh, person there. And then Brett McMurphy. He's like the voice yeah, he is good. The voice of college football on Twitter. Yeah, he's so good. we've got to have his voice in that room. He's like the Woj of yeah, college football. Yeah, I'm just football. looking for people that like know what they're talking about. They're not going to make any stupid decisions. I would trust my committee to literally alter rules to college football. I can trust mine to do that too, no, but in a very yeah. different way. <laughs> you can trust yours if you want us to be playing gladiator football. I feel football like and... mine would actually be like, you know, we're talking about the Saudi league for uh, golf. That would be the Saudi league. If, like... if Liv decided to have a college football version, this would be their committee. This is who That's they'd probably pay. true. That's, each person would be getting paid $200 million per day. <sighs> So that we was talked. A fun segment. <laughs> that was that was good. I, I'm looking forward to the graphic. I don't know if uh, in the graphic. I don't know if I'll throw the ads in there. I might just do. Well, I feel like you kind of have to. Who knows? I I, I kind of just want to put the fun people in the graphic. So maybe I'll just say just play around. seven randos. We'll figure it out. Um, don't forget to follow at Pacific underscore point of view or at Pacific underscore POV on Instagram or on Twitter. View underscore Pacific. <laughs> Shout out huh. to all our viewers out there. Uh, Why is it view underscore Pacific that's when all the others are Pacific underscore POV? Because Pacific underscore POV is being held hostage. Uh, <laughs> and if you guys can all write a letter to Twitter letting them know okay. that somebody with zero followers and a deleted account, I think, is somehow still holding the username. Cool. But let's let's jump. We've already talked about Pac-12 stadiums, but, I mean, the Pac-12 is a dying conference anyways. So let's talk about some national college football stadiums. We'll start with uh, what's the best stadium in the country? I'm going to go a Penn State whiteout at Beaver Stadium. Wow, so a specific day as well. Yeah, it got to be a specific day. Um, I mean, Penn State whiteout, I would say, is best single atmosphere. But if I just choose on a consistent week-to-week basis, I'd go LSU, Death Valley. Yeah. I think that that is a stadium with a fantastic reputation, and it's earned that reputation. 
That's, that's my bucket list stadium. Oh, okay. It's also, I oh, mean. Uh, you just revealed your bucket list. Stadium. I did. But you know why? <laughs> it's got to be an LSU night game for me in Death Valley. Also, I have to be sitting next to Livy. Oh, okay. Yeah, there, there it is. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what's the worst stadium in college football? I want to go Miami. Hard Rock Stadium, home of the Dolphins. Mm. Not, yeah. I mean, there's just no college football atmosphere for a program that's actually pretty passionate. You're right. That is pretty terrible. Um, I learned that this stadium was one of the worst stadiums in college football thanks to NCAA 14. Mm. I took the head coaching job at North Texas, Ooh. and they play in a high school stadium, which is it's not literally <laughs> not literally a high. But that's true. It, it's that bad though. It might have more capacity than Hawaii, but it's bad. And for a team in Texas, yeah. come on, there are a, there are actual high schools in Texas playing in bigger stadiums in North Texas, and they're going to the American. I don't know how that's still flying down there. So they better expand that stadium. Which is weird because Texas is like everything's bigger in Texas. Yeah. And- so I'd hate to see what North Texas would look like outside of Texas. Right. It'd be tiny. Um, most overrated stadium, Rose Bowl, is still for me. Yeah, I'm going to go Bryant-Denny Stadium. I just feel Whoa. like there's a lot of Bama blowouts, FCS games. And some students, out. some students don't even go to the games yeah. now. J- same with Samford Stadium, where Georgia plays. Yeah. They're, they have a lot of empty, empty stadiums. I remember college game day was there, and no one was there. No one was at, like, the bus Sad. or whatever. It was, like, too right. It looked like the, the Las Vegas Aces championship parade. Just well, that nobody. Was packed. Nobody. That there. was packed. <laughs> Anyways, uh, what's the most <laughs> underrated uh, stadium? I'm gonna go Camp Randall Stadium, Wisconsin. Okay. Jump around. I like that. I like that. Uh, Williams Bryce Stadium, where South Carolina oh, plays. Oh yeah. They had some electric environments, and I just think back to a time. I can't remember a time that that stadium wasn't popping. It was popping the whole time that uh, what's his name was there. You know, you know Jadavion what I'm talking about. No, no, no. The coach. Uh, Beamer? He was lit. No. Before Beamer, it was... It's going to drive me insane. I mean, there was Will Muschamp for a little bit there, oh. but he flamed out. It's the old guy. Come on. Let's look him up. Who, um, who's your bucket list? You oh, it up? it's Beamer's dad, I think. No, no, not, well, not Beamer's Tech. dad. Um, somebody else's dad. 2010 South Carolina... Steve Spurrier. Thank you, Riley. Uh, yeah, Steve Spurrier. I don't know why that just went out there. One of his sons, Steve Spurrier Jr., I think, is yeah. a coordinator somewhere. Um, that's what threw me out there. But, yeah, Steve Spurrier, thank you. Um, he was he was a beast, and that same was rocking back then, too. So, Great. shout out to williams Rice Stadium. Bucket List Stadium. Colt's already revealed that he just, he wants Livy. Um, Bull. <laughs> mine, mine would either be a Penn State wideout, checkered Nayland, or I've been told recently it's Neyland. I think it is Neyland. Okay, yeah. so checkered Neyland, Tennessee Stadium. Uh, the Swamp, night game in the Swamp, or uh, Florida State Stadium. I kind of want to just go do this oh, all game for like like two hours. So I would I would be down to do that. But uh, you know, I still haven't seen the game at TC Ching yet. <laughs> the at Hawaii where? place. Oh, is that what it's gonna be called? <laughs> it's a TC Ching Athletics Complex. <laughs> is that like is that okay to say? That's his name. It sounds a l- okay. <laughs> it's just his name. All right. Well, uh, sounds good. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna pause for a little ad break. Uh, brought to you by Belly Up Sports. Hey everyone, it's Ryan from No Credentials Required to talk to you about one of our newest partners at Belly Up Sports, SeatGeek. Yeah, live sports is great on television, but the feeling of being at the arena is a priceless experience. That's why our friends at SeatGeek are there to help you find the best tickets at the best prices. Not only can you get tickets to sporting events, but you can also get tickets to concerts, 
comedy shows, musicals, and more. Search for your desired event now at SeatGeek.com, enter promo code BELLYUPSPORTS at checkout, and you save 20 bucks off your first purchase. SeatGeek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. All right, thanks to SeatGeek for that little ad spot. About to give us the bag, baby. Exactly. <laughs> you, you know how we had to do it. We had to sell out, guys. Um, so <laughs> let's get to the Pac-12 newsletter. This is, after all, a Pac-12 show, nah. so it's important to talk about some Pac-12 stuff. And who's more Pac-12 than San Diego State? Especially now that they've made a Final Four run. Do you want San Diego State now, Colt? If there was ever a time. <laughs> I mean, now's the time to pull the trigger. Because this is the best their program's been all time. Their football team isn't bad. You got a Brady Hoke who used to be at Michigan. Yep. I mean, this is pretty good. They're the only remaining team from like the West right now in the Final Four of college basketball, the only remaining California market. Now's the time to buy in. It feels almost irresponsible that we haven't taken San Diego State yet. They're proven academically. There you They're go. proven in baseball. They are proven in basketball. They are proven in football. They literally had a 12-win season two years ago. Yep. They have a big name at head coach in both sports. They've been good at basketball for a while. It is irresponsible that we have not gotten them yet. And I just think we should get SMU, too. Yeah. That's a program that has risen to the height that they've risen to in a time where they, they got the their program got the death penalty, literally got stopped in its tracks and was no longer a program, and they've come back and are now a legitimate team. SMU, I think, has like the best transfer portal class in the group of five by like a lot. And I think their recruiting class was also pretty killer this year. If we could get SMU, SDSU, that right there, that new Pac-12... That's a pretty impressive conference. That's you got the California market back and you got the Texas market back. And there was that headline talking about I don't know if you saw the it. Zags? I don't know if I mentioned it. Not the Zags. That'd be whew. Uh, San Diego State, they could have a huge recruiting lore of, mm. of players not wanting to travel a thousand, two thousand miles for every game. They'd say, Hey, sure. I want to play in California, but I want to play against Oregon and Washington and Arizona State and Arizona. Go to San Diego State, and you can. There's a huge recruiting lure there. What I love about those two teams is they, they have a history in sports. Yep. That's something that I don't think UCF, I mean, I don't know how far back that school goes. Those two teams are very storied, when, especially when it comes to football. Yeah, exactly. So, I, I mean, I just think, come on. Come on, George Klevakoff or whatever your name is. And I think getting those two teams would just instantly be more attractive for those TV markets. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, you're making moves. You're not just dead in the water. And I feel like that's the perception right now is that Pac-12 is just like, it's pouting. well, damn. Like, we're <laughs> guess we're just going to suck. Guys, don't go to the Mountain West. Uh, <laughs> like, what are we doing, boys? Uh, so so let's, get, let's talk about the Pac-12. The Pac-12... Stock market. As we know, mm. me and Colt invest heavily in stocks. All of our money, our entire net worth is in stocks right now. Um, let me check. Hold on. Oh, we lost it all. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but let's <laughs> let's talk about should we buy, sell, or hold our okay. stocks on each team. Buy is a good thing. It means that you want to invest more in the team. Hold means, eh, I'm going to sit tight, see how things play out. But sell means, yeah, this team's about to be dog water. Let's get, let's get our funds out of there while we still can. Let's start with the university of Arizona. Right. And also relative to value. And for U of A, I'm going to hold for a little more. They improved last mm. year, but this team could regress. I think if you bought this program a couple years ago, maybe now's the time to sell. You're going to get a huge return on it. But right now, just hold for a little longer. Colt, you're an irresponsible man. I'm buying. 
I am buying, 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 buying. You can't sit back and just watch this program that's got so many things going their way mm. to make a move like landing Noah Sewell in the transfer portal. Or it was Justin Flo, not Noah Sewell, excuse me. But that was a huge get. And on top of all the other stuff, they've got Delora, Colt. Delora, they have Hawaiians now. You're I, right. I am buying the crap out of this stock because <laughs> I I think if even if they have a down year this next year, they are, they are going to make a bowl game in either this year or the year after that, and they are trending in the exact right direction. Jetfish isn't going anywhere. Buy, buy, buy. Let's go to Arizona State. I'm going to go buy. They're cheaper than usual. I think it's a decent value stock. It's a great potential to skyrocket with new coach Dillingham. And right now they're cheaper than they were a few years ago with Jaden Daniels. And this is where I got to disagree. I'm going to hold, Colt. I got to hold. Youngest head coach in FBS. Mm. Scary. He's from Tempe. It feels, oh, is it too good to be true? It feels like a great fit. There's great energy around the program right now. Rashada's great, but I don't know, man. It, I'm, I'm going to hold. I just got to temper my expectations with that team. I got to save my money, Colt. You're, you're not going <laughs> to so rob me blind. I'm not. I'm not it's yeah. all right. SeatGeek will give us more, though. True. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. If, well, if it's SeatGeek's money, then I'm buying all day. Um, let's get to the Ducks. They're like the S&P 500 of, like, stocks here. This is something that's, over time, it's always going to keep going up. So I'm just going to keep buying. Yep. Phil Knight has a ton of money. Nike ain't going anywhere. Oregon will keep going up. Yeah, I said it earlier. Put your money where your mouth is. The Ducks do just that. So buy, buy, buy. Uh, this team, especially after the year coming off, their stock might be pretty, pretty cheap right now because yep. of how bad their season was relative to their standards. Bye. And when... Um, USC and UCLA leave, they could dominate the Pac-12. Yeah, you got to get buy even richer. Stuff. Exactly. All right, Oregon State. Okay, you may not love this, but I'm gonna go sell. I'm not sure their recent success can be held for this long. And honestly, if you bought them a few years ago, kind of like U of A, now's a great time to get your value, your return. However, this feels like one where either you either buy or you sell. I am going to disobey you. I'm just going to hold. <laughs> I'm just going to hold, Colt. I, I, do, I definitely agree. If you bought this stock a year ago or two years ago, you saw the potential of old Johnny Boy in Corvallis, you would be 100% right here is where you, you unload all your stocks and, and just absolutely profit. But I'm going to hold because uh, I just feel like this, it's people, the expectations are kind of mounting for this Oregon State team, especially when you get, make a big splash move like DJ Uyengale. It's just made people get so much higher on this squad, mm. and it makes me nervous. I'm definitely, as an Oregon State fan, I'm keeping my expectations very tempered. I'm not getting ahead of myself. I'm not thinking, oh, what, who will be playing the New Year's Six Bowl? Like, I'm not. I'm calming, staying calm. I'm looking for another 9-1 season if we can, boys. So I'm going to hold my stock for now. Colorado. I'm going to go buy as much as you can. Before this price goes just through the roof, I think just with Dion being there, the amount of money getting piped into this program, all the cool <laughs> players getting piped in here, I think you need to get as much Colorado stock now before that thing gets too hot to handle. Um, too hot to handle. Excellent reference. I'm going to say, I'm actually going to say hold. This is a stock that can burn you really bad, and I'll tell you why, Cole. Thanks, mm. thanks for asking. Why? How many years was Mel Tucker at Colorado? Uh, like one. One <laughs> year. Exactly. Uh, it, there's a lot of hype, and there is no doubt there is so much talent being infused in this team. They're going to improve next year by a few games. But what happens if Colorado goes 4-8 and eight next year? An impressive 4-8. and eight, They mm. lose some close games. They have a lot of talent. And then Dion gets a job offer at 
I don't know, let's say Florida or something. Maybe Billy Napier gets fired. And he just jumps and all his players follow him because they can because the portal. All of a sudden you got burned, your stock is worth nothing, and you just lost a bunch of money. That's a good point. I'm holding. I'm holding. It's a high risk. High risk, high reward. Definitely the most high risk, high reward stock, I think. So I'm going to hold. Love that. Yeah. Oh, that was good. I never actually thought of, like, what if he were to just dip for a bigger program? That, I mean, my instant my instant reaction was, oh, buy. Because, like, mine. everything. But especially with Colorado fans, imagine how they're feeling right now. They're like, wait a minute. We've seen this before. Like, Mel Tucker came around here. We've seen this before. So hmm. we're on to Utah. I'm going to go sell. I think we've seen the peak of Utah under head coach Whittingham. I mean, their stock price is already relatively high, and I doubt them every year, but I think this is the year. I mean, like, come on. This is as good as it's going to get only down from here. I don't think this is the year they fall off, but I just don't think Whittingham will be there forever. I just think he's toward the end of his career. You've kind of had that feeling, that sense. There's been questions, especially with him winning a Pac-12 championship each of the last two years. People are like, oh, are you going to ride off into the sunset, maybe retire? He hasn't yet, but I'm probably going to sell my Utah stocks. They're coming off back-to-back Pac-12 championships. I don't think that's necessarily the peak of this program. I think if they can win their out-of-conference games, they could actually make a playoff spot. But I just think that the likelihood of them three-peating, that's just so hard to do. I just don't think that that's necessarily sustainable. Uh, Let's go across to uh, California. Don't waste your time. I'm not going to buy, sell, hold nothing. This is not a program you even want to look at. Wow. Their field sucks. Actually, they just did redid the turf, but the stands around it is still awful. There's just no buzz around this program for the past five years. Just not a company you want to put your money in. It feels unstable. Yeah, I'd say I'd say sell. <laughs> uh, Stanford, the other team in Cali. I'm going to go buy now. This is a smart institution. Huh. Smart people eventually are going to figure this whole operation out. Okay, you had David Shaw nerds. for like 15 years. They'll eventually figure it out. It might be more of a long-term investment, but they're so cheap right now. Why not? Uh, you know what? I actually agree, Colt. I'm going to buy. I like I like the moves that their program has made. And you get the sense, David Shaw hanging around, it wasn't a ignorance thing. It wasn't a incompetence thing. It was just a respect thing. Mm. It was just a, hey, we understand that coaches like this don't come around. Like, we're going to be respectful to him. He can coach here as long as he wants, essentially. Which, you have to respect that. Yeah. Um, and I trust in Troy Taylor. I trust in him. The new coach they bring in, strong California ties. He has strong California ties. And he's already brought a little sprinkle of talent in there. Stanford has a more talented roster than you think. Their roster in terms of composite talent based on star ratings, players from when they recruited that are there, is currently like, I think it's like 40th, which isn't incredibly high, but it's not about as low as you'd think. So I think there's a chance the Stanford team competes at a higher level than than maybe some people think this year. But just overall, in terms of like a two to three year scale, I'm buying. And they reached a weird low last year. I mean, they suspended their mascot who does that yeah yeah that was so the stock is cheap yeah we're stacking penny stocks at this point um let's get to the washington huskies let's say hold i'm not sure if this program is on the cusp of new heights or if last year was like that as good as it's gonna get i'm actually not too sure what i'm gonna get so i'm gonna hold i'm selling because i've i've talked about before their schedule gets a lot tougher this Mm. year than it was last year and they have the mcguffin which means everyone's gonna be gunning for them so i'm selling 
I'm selling that stock 100%. The other school in Washington, Washington State. I'm going to go sell. I feel like they're entering a recession. Uh, seems like there was a little buzz toward that weird last year of Delora being there. But, man, with Sham Ward and this is weird program, I'm going to sell. I don't love this team. I am weirdly – I have weirdly flipped on this Washington State team. And I've gone back and forth on them a few times. I'm going to buy. I'm actually going to buy. And it's because I look wow. at the team last year. They had – I think I believe it was literally the best defense in points per game allowed in the Pac-12. And their offensive line was atrocious. I believe Cam Ward was sacked like nearly 50 times. Like atrocious. And so I called him Sham Ward. You love to make fun of him. His stats weren't terrible. He was still a middling like sixth quarterback in the Pac-12. If in this offseason, and I've looked a little, Jake Dickert hasn't done anything that's blown you out of the water with offensive line acquisition. But if he can do something to get that O-line competent this year, there's a chance this Washington State team could pop. And hmm. so I, I just, for some reason, I'm buying. Maybe From what I've said, maybe I should be holding, but I'm, I'm buying. I, I'm going to take a risk on Washington State. Just putting his money where his mouth is. Exactly. We got we got to get a Budge Tech University to succeed. True. Um, what about USC? I'm gonna go sell. I just feel like their price is so high right now, and man, projected to win the Pac-12 maybe. Then you're gonna go to the Big Ten. Being able to compete against that high quality of a talent right now, I think if you bought this back in the Helton era, yeah, now's a good time to get your money's worth. But don't buy anything now. I'm gonna say screw it. Buy. They lost in the Pac-12 championship game in Riley's first year. New Bye. heights for USC. Bye. I think they can win a natty. Uh, UCLA. Wow. Sell. I feel like it's the same argument I had for USC, but they're like weaker and they're going to that same conference. You're not beating Ohio State and Michigan and Wisconsin. And, and, and. It's just too much. I'm going to go the uh, pansy route and just hold and say, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just going to hold. See what happens. See how I feel about them going into the Big Ten. If they have a, another year where they take another step in the right direction, maybe like they go 10-3 and three or 9-4, and four, mm. I'm going to buy going to the Big Ten because I think they can beat up on Rutgers, Maryland, Nebraska. But if there's any sus part of this year, like they're 7-6, and six, ugh, ugh, get, unload those stocks. Ooh. <laughs> uh, and then the Pac-12 conference as a whole. I'm going to go buy. And wow. for the reasons we talked about with San Diego State and SMU. And you know what? George Klaff? Clive? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But that guy used to run one of the big brands in Vegas, I believe. And this guy has the connections in Vegas. That's where the money is. And you follow the money, and this conference does it yep. from where they host the conference championship games. They'll be fine. Why don't we just put UNLV in Hawaii in the Pac-12? Get the in. Vegas market and the Hawaii market. It'll be booming. True. Um, yeah. Hold. This conference isn't dead yet. I'm not necessarily buying, but I'm holding. Uh, why don't we go for to Colt for some, some Laka Kez and hopefully not a beef jerky commercial. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So today we have Laka Kez brought to you by Righteous Felon Jerky Cartel. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to run this ad, by Whoa. the way. Whoa. Let's go through it. I, mean, I don't even know if we're going to get money from it, but it's kind of funny. RF, okay, Righteous Felon is handmade and produced in small batches to ensure freshness, quality, and consistency for the ultimate tasting experience. Uh, if you use promo code code belly that's b-e-l-l-y you get 15 percent off your order all right and now how to get money to go pay for your righteous felon beef jerky 
we have the Lock Ikeas. Perfect. Iowa, plus 11 and a half. Women's basketball. Caitlin Clark mm. has been absolutely cooking for this team. They take on the number one team, South Carolina, in the final four. This is a team that struggled against Maryland in the first half. Yes, I watched part of that game. Um, <laughs> Iowa, not, not something to play around with. I'm going to go plus 11 and a half for them. UConn, they're favored by five and a half. I think they're going to cover that. They look like the best team in the world uh, against Gonzaga. They're going to probably do that again to Miami, hammer UConn. And Nikola Jokic right now is plus money, plus 125 to win the NBA MVP. I don't know if you saw, on Monday there was this big controversy that uh, the Sixers and Nuggets played against each other, and Bede did not play because he's still kind of nursing an injury. Really? And Jokic did play, and a lot of people were saying, well, Embiid didn't show up for the game, and he's still prepping for the playoffs, and because this is a regular season award, Jokic played. So to me, the narrative it's shapes over. Jokic winning the MVP. So he's plus money. I think there's a great chance he wins this whole thing. I, I didn't know about that. That's it. I mean, if Embiid wanted any chance of winning the MVP, everyone already agreed that Jokic had the edge. He would have needed like a 40 bomb against him. And you need a head-to-head game. Yeah, right. that's, wow. Yeah, that's terrible. My quote for the week, guys. Comes from Michael Bosky. It's, I've done a lot more for a lot less. Perfect. Thank you, Colt. Um, what I will say, the, the women's bracket has been a lot more parity than, than typically the normal, this yeah. year. I think we're still down to, what, a bunch of ones and three seeds? I mean, we got, I think, a two-seeded Iowa, one-seeded South Carolina. Virginia Tech is a one-seed, but it's like their first Final Four ever. And UConn's not even in it. That That is the exciting part. Um but yeah, let's get to some factor fiction. We've got factor fiction, and then we've got a brand new segment after that. Very exciting. Mm. Uh, but factor fiction, Hayden has maxed out his PTO. I'm gonna go fact. I mean, come on, man. You're gonna come back at least next week. If not, we're not gonna be able to get inside the studio because true, we barely made it. Shout out Cole Bradley. We're not students here. <laughs> All right, factor fiction. LSU as of this was a hot debate. On college football Twitter last week. Oh, really? Factor fiction, LSU as a program is in a better spot than USC as a program. You know, I kind of like that. Ooh, wow, but then I didn't realize about the USC Big Ten money. Very similar when we talk about TV contract, but I'm going to go the stadium atmosphere is the difference for LSU. I feel like there's a bigger Mm. crowd, hype, fan base, so I'm going to go LSU has the edge. Yeah, so it's proud that Josh Pate ranked his top 10 programs. Okay. He had USC on the list. He left off LSU, and I think um, people were upset Oregon wasn't on there either. People were upset. He had Penn State on his list as well, and I think Notre Dame he had on his list. People were upset about that, but I'm, I'm fine with it. Well, what would you say? I don't know. We should, make a, we should make a graphic where we rank our top 10 programs. No, no, for LSU or USC. I'd probably lean USC. Really? Okay. Yeah, I mean, for LSU, they just came off a 9-1 season. The two seasons before that, I think they were, what, 500? So, and LSU last year, I don't think they were up to the same caliber USC was last year. So I think USC is slightly a step ahead as far as a program. And Riley, I mean, they're, they both have great coaches, though. So. In terms of gymnastics, though, LSU has a clear edge. <laughs> yes, there's, you know, lots of... Never mind. Talent on and off the field. Uh, fact or fiction, Hawaii as a program okay. is better is in a better spot than San Jose State as a program. 
Oh, I'm going to go fiction on this. I mean, th- there's a Brennan coaching San Jose State. That's pretty mm. cool. They just landed uh, a pretty good Hawaiian that was pretty well loved by the Hawaiian community. And San Jose State, they're in California. They're more likely to probably get poached by a Pac-12 than Hawaii right now without a stadium. Uh, fact or fiction, Hawaii as a program is in a better spot than Alabama as a program. I'm going to go fact. Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and just throw everything you just said out the window. Okay, so brand new segment, guys. It is called Mascot or Mask Not. And Colt is going to try and guess if the name I give him is a mascot or a mask not. Um, if you would so uh, request, I can give you a description of what the, the mascot is. Um, like looks like I'll give you the name and then uh, I'll just probably give you the description and then uh, you'll make a guess if it's a mascot or a mask not and I'll tell you if it's real so we'll start off little blue uh, this is a kid wearing a blue hat I'm gonna go mask not that feels a little weird and that is correct yeah. mask not little kid little <laughs> little know. little blue was his name Oh, but Little Red is actually a kid wearing a red hat for Nebraska, so it is a real mascot. Okay, but he's just wearing a red hat. Let's go Webster, the spider. <laughs> Webster the spider. Yeah, like Web. Yeah, yeah. Webster. Uh, ah, I'm gonna go mascot. And that's correct. The Richmond Spiders mascot. Spideys. Webster the fight. A two for two start for Colt. Very impressive. Uh, Mike the seventh. Come on, man. A tiger. Come on, man. That's mask not. No way. And it is a mascot. That is. It's a mascot. LSU's mascot is currently Mike the Seventh. <laughs> Come on, bro. So Cole is two for three. What do we call? It? You have to go above five hundred. There's eight of them. If you can go, okay. not above five hundred. You can go five hundred. We'll give you. We'll give you it. So currently you're you're two for three. You're after a good start. Um, actually above five hundred. You'll get you okay. can get five hundred just guessing. You got to be better than average. Okay. Um, Kenny. 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 The carrot. Kenny the carrot. You know someone would actually do this. I'm gonna go mascot. And that is mask not Cole. Mask not. There is no Kenny the carrot. You're now two for four. I like that's Kenny tough. the carrot though. That's that feels right. Uh, Artie the artichoke. Yeah, hammer. That is the mascot. <laughs> and that is Scottsdale Community College. Yep. Has Artie the artichoke. Yep. That was a good one. Okay, Kenny the carrot and Artie the artichoke. Yeah, I did like that. I did like that. Uh, let's see. You're at three for five now, I believe. So you're okay. on the right pace. You got to get two of these next three. Okay. To bring her home. Uh, jumping Jack. It's a muscular mascot that jumps around. Is known for jumping around. The stadium. Mask not. It's just too simple. Jumping Jack, of course. Mask not. That is a mask not. Yeah. That is correct. Congratulations, Cole. Down to the final two. You gotta split them. Uh, Wu Shock, <laughs> a big just yellow thing. <laughs> <laughs> Wu Shock. Yeah. Big yellow thing. Yep. I'm gonna go mask not. And that is incorrect. It is a mascot for Wichita State. Wooshock is just a big oh, yellow on, guy man. that runs around. That's Wooshock? Wooshock, baby. And here we go. We've got the, the last one. If you get this one right, Colt, you win the very first ever edition of Mascot or Masknot. Dutch is the mascot's name. It is a flying Dutchman. Flying Dutchman. That sounds like familiar. 
A flying Dutchman is a thing. That is a thing. Yes, it's like. Yeah. It's like a underwater like pirate guy. Wait, what's the name? Dutch. His name's Dutch. I think that's also like the name of like Irish people or nether people from the Netherlands. So yep. I'm gonna go Masknot. And that is incorrect, Colt. Oh, so now we're just naming people Dutch. That is a real mascot. Here, I'll pull him up. Is there like... From Hope College at D3 School. The Bull? (laughs) No, yeah, it is is a real thing. American the Aardvark? Hope. I got to type in Hope College because it's too niche, apparently. Hope College. There he is. There's Dutch. There's the guy that just made you lose. Uh, He looks kind of terrifying. Big old white beard. I would not trust there's, him. There's Dutch. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Colt has failed four for eight. Still commendable, you know. But yeah, I mean, I you could close your eyes and go four for eight there. So really, close really, my eyes. really nothing to uh, nothing to congratulate there. I don't have the Michael Scott clip pulled up. How irresponsible! We should just read more ads. Um, we do have another one we need to play. So. Why don't uh, now we're not going to play it? We're not the end. playing the manscaped one. We're not playing the manscaped one. I mean, listen, one. belly up sports. We absolutely love manscaped <laughs> and their products, but that advertisement it's a little, is not allowed. I'm not letting my grandmother hear that for the radio audience. No, I agree. Anyways, let's let uh, Michael Scott take us to our outro. All I can do right now is put on a brave face and go out there and be their leader. It's over. We're screwed. We are screwed. Well, that's that's a show, and we finished in record time. I was lit. I just absolutely enjoyed that. That was an absolute blast. Maybe just without hating more often. I'm kidding. Yeah, we should, <laughs> <laughs> let's just let's just meet again next week, same time. Eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. Let's let's do it. Wednesday? Uh, no, I actually can't do Wednesday. What? Yeah, I'm gonna be in Canada as well. Canada next week for you? Not actually. No, this is going nowhere. We uh. This is true. We didn't plan. For- How far away are we from college football season? When's the first game? August I know. Like, we just got to come up with so much How content right now. <laughs> I mean, we're just digging stuff up. We're 150 days. I mean, we're doing mascot or mask not right now. I know. Like, come on, man. I know. Man, 150 days. That is ridiculous. I look back, actually, last year at uh, this time, what we did for this week yeah. in 2022. We were still doing the 64-team bracket. Really? <laughs> and also this week was a Pacific Bosky of View. It was Michael really? Bosky's episode. So well, who knows? To fill in some space, we might need a special guest the grass, at some point. The grass gets greener. So, like, let's see. How many weeks until— Unless you're Cal football. True. <clears throat> so how many weeks? There's 21 weeks. So 20 more more Pacific point of view shows. But think about it like that. If we do a conference per week, so it's really just 11 weeks that we start doing previews. Or we could even split up the conferences. We got to start, like, taking calls again and, like, asking them what they well, want. Well, I mean, it was a great show. We're not running out of content, necessarily. This is true. It's a great show. Because we're, like, rotating We're rotating now. producers. It's really good. I already have some stuff. For example, the program ratings, I-, I might use that in my show. I don't think it's not for another two weeks, though. But... I might have us each come with our top okay. 10 programs or something like that. And you know what? And I have a mascot or a mascot for you. Oh, really? And I'm going to save that for two weeks. Wow. Yeah. Okay. For well, three weeks. Um, We've got content. Exactly. It's Everybody just like relax. almost 9 o'clock Calm over down. Here. Calm down. Exactly. Anyways, if that's all we got, I'm Tyler Budge. And I'm Cole Tomadova. And with that, we wave goodbye. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> there
thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. <laughs>